Welcome to the Point After Show, guys. This week's episode is brought to you by the Electric City Music Conference this weekend in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Check out www.electriccitymusicconference.com and enjoy the show. The Point After Show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chance does what the f- he wants. The Point After Show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie Daddy from The Point After Show, and I'm here with T.Y. Tommy Lipko, because <laughs> me and Tommy made a bet about T.Y. Hilton scoring over or under 13.5 fantasy points this week, and it was the under, so if you guys haven't seen the video yet, uh, check it out. Tommy loses a bet. He drinks a beer out of my dirty-ass sock. So. I just want to thank Tolzine on this. I didn't think a quarterback can be that awful. You know, we always had uh, questions about that offensive line, and man, I feel bad for Andrew Luck when he comes back from his uh, injury. He's already been ruled out week two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I put out a tweet a few weeks back that he probably wouldn't play until like week five or six. That's looking still likely, but... And then uh, we also have Cabby, the producer, Cabiston, here as well. So uh, welcome, Cab. Welcome, Tommy. Thanks for having us, E. We appreciate it. (laughs) Well, thanks for having us here in your lovely studio, as always. Oh, it's beautiful. Did you notice the new artwork up there? The drip got a little longer? Yeah, it's almost near the end of the page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about, um, actually today, tonight, whatever, we're going to talk about college football, some of the big games, um, you know, a lot of Penn State fans around here, Notre Dame guys, uh, and then also another big game, Oklahoma and Ohio State, which was uh, kind of an upset, I would say. But we're going to talk about that. Also, our college picks. Me and Cavi, we all, basically we all killed it. Um, what our college picks, NFL picks, eh, I didn't do so hot, but these guys did pretty good, pretty well, I should say, if you want to be correct. Frau McNamara drilled that <laughs> in there, huh? It's funny, like, uh, I was talking to somebody today, and they, they texted me about our picks online, and they're like, oh, you killed it this week for your NFL picks, like, how'd you do? I'm like, well, I went complete opposite gambling-wise <laughs> and bet everything against what I said, so it didn't work out. Yeah, well, you gotta maybe start turning the table there. Next week, I'm gonna go one and eleven. <laughs> I'll follow my picks. Go one and eleven. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the the Zeke little update on the Zeke suspension, and then we're gonna talk about and end the show talking about some some quarterbacks uh, of the league of the NFL league. But uh, let's get right into it. Well, I mean, first of all, if you're like one of the dick guys that came to listen to the podcast last week. Uh, we don't or have girls any, or girls. Yeah. We we don't have any any dicks this week. We so can we talk apologize. about some Johnsons though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we do have some, some Johnsons to talk about. <laughs> there are a lot of Johnsons in the NFL. There are a lot of Johnsons and a lot of dicks too. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so let's start start with uh, Penn State. Big win over Pitt. Um, I mean, Penn State. They were ranked. I mean, I, I get the ranking system, sort of uh, the you know in college football, but Penn State was ranked four. They win, and they get pushed back to five this week. I mean, I understand how Oklahoma beat Ohio State, and now they're ranked, but USC was behind uh, Penn State as well, and now they're ranked four, Penn State five. 
I don't, I, I mean, I'm not sure how that whole ranking system works, but uh, that's just something I wanted to note. Yeah, well, I mean, there's the computers, and then there's the coaches, and, and, and the the writers. So, I mean, I could see the... Uh, the Oklahoma jump, I guess. You yeah, beat two in the country, it, yeah. you go, you go. and uh, Oh, and they didn't just beat them, they pounded them. Yeah, the and Penn State didn't beat a ranked team yet. So I, I understand that happening. Yeah. Uh, the USC one, I mean, Stanford wasn't anything to write home about. So that one, I don't understand that jump at all. Yeah. Uh, Stanford was number 14 in the country, and they came out and beat them handily, 42 to 24. So, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people out there saying Stanford was going to win uh, straight up without the seven-point spread. And USC handed them... Uh, t- what they were up 28 17 at half and then just went on the second half and ended up beating them 42 24. It's true, um, but yeah, Penn State. I mean, McSorley, Barkley, they're both they're, they're unstoppable, even their tight end, unbelievable. Yeah, Barkley obviously is a beast. There are a lot of Heisman hype around him. He came out, had another solid week, you know, nothing like he did the first week, obviously. And if he continues numbers like these, unfortunately, even though they're solid, he won't be in the Heisman talk uh, for that much longer. What do you have, 133 yards and two touchdowns? It doesn't sound bad, but, you know, he's playing a, a lousy pit team off the performance he had last week. What's going to happen when he plays a, a stud team? What's he going to put up? I, I still have faith in him. I think he's going to do well. McSorley's a little iffy in my book. Yeah, I McSorley didn't have the game of his life. Uh, he looked a little rough out there on a lot of those plays. Uh, some people, you know, if you bet the spread, you might blame him for not, you know, for the not covering. They had a cover until in the, late in the fourth quarter there when they gave up that touchdown and two-point conversion for the eight points. But McSorley still had an all right game. Uh, three touchdowns, one pick. I don't know. I I, I he think he's too inconsistent. He, he in my eyes, you know, I'm I'm not a coach. I'm not that big of an analyst. But at the same time, it's just unbelievable um, all the hype around this guy. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens going forward. But the one thing that I did uh, in the few um, quarters I did watch in the last couple weeks, um, their defense and special teams is pretty pretty good. Penn State. Uh, I oh. think their special teams last week, they had the kick return for a touchdown. Um, you know, this week, you know, holding not a great team, but a team to 14 points. Their, well, s- their special teams is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, special teams win games sometimes. So Two picks. Yeah. Take it, right? Mm-hmm. But let's move it on to Cavies. Oh, Dagger man. this weekend. Hashtag Notre Dame oh, loss. My <laughs> God. <laughs> No, you know it, was, it, it was it was a tough loss. It was they're playing a it was, good team. I thought it was a good game. Hell of a game. Notre Dame's defense looks solid, which was kind of my fear coming into the year. You know, they always have a an offense that can, for the most part, keep up with other teams. But the defense is what's been been hurting us the last couple of years. I mean, new defensive coordinator this year, new schemes. Um, they're playing the SEC. You know, and even their offense hung with a, a SEC defense. Georgia's nothing to scoff at. Well, they had their backup quarterback from going this week. But he's still, I mean, he was still good. He looked all right. You know, I, I, you know what happened here is if you look at Fromm in the week prior, the coaches kind of let him go. I don't know if it was because the, the level of competition they were playing with Notre Dame compared to who they played week one. And he, he played well. This week, I said this when we were watching outside. I said, you know, they changed the game plan up. I thought Georgia was going to beat him up even more than they did. But hats off to Notre Dame. I'm a Notre Dame guy. So I was, yeah. I was kind of... Uh, on the fence about this one. Here I am rooting for Georgia because I picked them online, but at the same time, you know, in my heart, I have all the Notre Dame garb down here in the man cave. Yeah, killed me. I mean, one point and yep. pushing at the end there, and Wimbush just 
drop the ball, literally. They couldn't get the ball and uh, figured uh, it going on the ground. Would no. they have 55 yards rushing? So, yeah, to go from 459 yeah, the week before. 422 to 55 yeah. is, is you know, obviously a significant drop. What do you do there? 370 yards gone in a game. Obviously, the, the level of competition from Temple to Georgia is substantial, but right. at the end of the day, you still need to get the job done. The replacement kicker, Justin Yoon, though. Yoon! Oh, he was tight. Yeah. He was tight. Big yeah. Yoon guy. Yeah. I'm going to get a Yoon jersey. Yoon dog? Which Yoon. is a good comment. I mean, the week before, he missed two, so yeah. that was a nice comeback for him. Comeback. Comeback central. But I, they do have uh, Boston College this Saturday afternoon. The Holy War. Um, so <laughs> The I, Holy War. They should be able to get back on track this week. Yeah, uh, come yeah. back from a tough loss against Georgia like yeah. that. It's one of Notre Dame's 42 rivals that play They play for a trophy. <laughs> so Yeah. And, and Boston College is, you know, obviously they're having a tough time putting up points, only averaging 16.5 this year and giving up 27 on the defensive end of the ball. So I think uh, Notre Dame goes out and wins this one handedly. Double digits for sure. Probably like two, three, probably three touchdowns, I'm going to say. At this point, every game needs to be a, a statement. Yeah, yeah, pl- yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. I guess my question after that comment is: Is Notre Dame's playoff hopes gone? If there's any undefeated team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they have That's to win. That sucks because they don't have that conference championship game to, yeah. you know. No. Yeah. The, the way that it was supposed to work out is it's supposedly Notre Dame with the playing the SC or the ACC teams, and being like not a member but technically a member of the ACC. Yeah. Um. It's supposed to be a one-loss Notre Dame team. As long as they lose to a, a, a high enough-ranked opponent, it's still supposed to make the college playoff. That's how it's supposed to work out. But we saw the, how much the committee gives uh, credit to the the conference championship games with the Big 12 getting left out oh, yeah. a couple times now because they don't have a, a, a championship game. So, well, Yeah, and I think it all depends on, you know, obviously if they could beat USC end of October there. Stanford. Uh, it's at home, you know, and then they have Stanford end of the season if they could at Stanford if they could win that one, and then Miami. I guess it all depends what those three teams do now until then, and then how the games roll for Notre Dame is what's going to happen yeah. there. And it depends on what Georgia does too. Yeah. You know, Georgia has to have a strong season now from here out for Notre Dame. It's kind of like Notre Dame's fate is in their own hands, but it's also kind of in Georgia's hands. If yeah. Georgia ends up in the bottom of the Boost SEC, their strength then, of schedule. yeah, then then they're in trouble. So now if Georgia wins out the rest of the season, then yeah, Notre Dame has a strong case for it. Yeah, maybe getting so. breaks the top ten. Exactly. In the, in the pool. Yeah. <clears throat> Irish. So, uh, so yeah, Notre Dame, they play Boston College this Saturday afternoon. Uh, I guess right now every game is a big game for them, and going forward they have to basically win out and hope, hope the, for the best if they want to. Yeah, just kind of how every year January. goes for us. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of an abusive relationship being a Notre Dame Since fan. Since the Catholics versus convicts. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, if you guys are listening to our podcast, you probably know about our website, thepointaftershow.com. Go to our store, and uh, if you're a Notre Dame guy or a Penn State Sweet gear. guy or girl, oh, yeah. get some gear off there. A lot there. of people rocking it this week. Yeah. I saw some uh, pictures at uh, Happy Valley in our gear. I saw some pictures uh, in the backyard with our gear. And uh, we saw some drunk Cavi with his picks last week <laughs> in his gear. So, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, th- let's talk. Let's time out. Can we just talk about those videos for two minutes? <laughs> they, we already touched on them last week. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to talk about them again. Those were just classic. They are the greatest. Vi- I literally watched those videos again this week. Uh. There's just Cavi, the progression of Cavi, I'm going to call it. Just going from sober to. 
frown. That's what we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Seven and two on the on the weekend. Oh, that was great. Yeah. And again, he carried that forward to uh, this week too. Yeah, only one wrong uh, in our picks. That's where we're going next, right? Here we go. Yeah, we have one, one more game to talk about. Oklahoma, oh, Ohio yeah. State real quick. Yep. Um, Baker Mayfield, not to be confused with Baker Archibald. Uh, that was a late Terry Baker. Joke. <laughs> um, but 386, three touchdowns for Oklahoma. Um, they just manhandled Ohio State basically right from the beginning. Um, actually, no, I don't. I, I don't want to say that because they were down. It was 13, three three at half. They were down thirteen ten with eight minutes left in the third quarter, and then they scored within an eight minute span. There, they scored uh, like at the end of the third and going into the fourth, they scored three unanswered touchdowns, which basically gave him the, the win. Outside of Mason Rudolph, I think Baker Mayfield is definitely one of the NFL ready quarterbacks in the league. We talked about this when we did our picks, Cav. Uh, you know, I said JT Barrett isn't the real deal. He's been, geez, he's been a quarterback there or backup quarterback or fighting for the quarterback position at Ohio State for a few years now. And it's, it, Better it's part of a actually, it, I, I feel bad for the guy. You know, you he put a him a bad game. Yeah, I don't really think he really has many good games. Um, but Baker Mayfield came out through for, what, 386 yards and three TDs. How about he had to come out and apologize today for... Uh... So that actually happened. Now, things get hazy here towards the end of the night at your house. Um, uh I don't know what you're talking about. It's like Bill Cosby's house. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so allegedly. Did we see that happen? Yeah, we were flipping between games. Well, what happened was... So he ran out and put the flag what, in the what middle, he did, right? Yeah, he ran down to the corner of the field where uh, the band was playing, grabbed the flag, was running up and down the sideline, and went out in the middle of the field and spiked it in. Right. You know... Not not happy if you're an Ohio State fan. No, and here's my thing, right? Don't sit there and... what uh, The country has come to behind-the-screen tough guys, right? Everybody, oh, he's a bitch, he's a pussy, he should get punched in the mouth. You hear all this stuff all over the Internet. You read it all over the Internet in the comments and stuff like that. But here's the thing. If you don't want this guy to do it, go home and defend your own field. Win. Win the game. Don't don't give him the opportunity to do that. He shouldn't have to come out and apologize. Sure, he m- maybe he shouldn't have done it. I don't know, but who cares? You're, you're all jazzed up in the moment. It's one of the biggest wins of your career. You know, it, it probably moves him ahead in uh, next year's NFL draft and in rankings if he continues the way he's been playing. The guy was amped up. You're a college kid. College kids do a lot dumber shit than this. Trust oh, me. Yeah. You can watch Barstool or any of those other things <laughs> where they have their their, their video showing of, of kids doing crazier shit all the time. If a kid is amped up because they just won a, a highlight game, a primetime game, whatever, you know, be happy for them. That I, that that's all I have to say. This goes back to the participation ribbons segment that we did a while ago. I missed it on Saturday. I missed it until today at like lunch. I was reading. I thought it was an Onion article. <laughs> I literally thought I was reading like fake news. Uh-huh. Um, it's amazing that he did that. Uh, now, if he was to do it again, T.O. found out what happens when you do it twice. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get away with it once usually. If he tries to do that, and I don't know what their schedule looks like. I guess it happens every year at Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's a tradition at, that that happens in the Texas-Oklahoma game. I guess the winner always does that. And he said he got confused. Terrible excuse. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Um, and I heard that like all the Heisman voters were coming out saying shit about this. This doesn't affect the Heisman. Let's be honest about it. Like, yeah, he's a stud. You know, unless you have a fake girlfriend, you're not getting screwed out of the Heisman. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I I have no problem with them doing. It. I think it adds a little excitement to it, a little fluff. It doesn't. Yeah, at the I, end of the day, I, I do agree with you guys. And I think it's similar to like almost uh, maybe like a comedian apologizing after maybe like a a bad joke, like a, a controversial joke where. It, they're, that's what they're 
they're there to not only entertain, but they're supposed to celebrate victories like this. And if that, you know, maybe he did get carried away, and maybe you know, comedians get carried away sometimes. But <clears throat> in the moment, it's funny. If and you don't like it, it, who cares? Yeah, and Move the end on. of the day, right? <laughs> like, like here's another uh, take on this: is the end of the day is obviously that's what the fans want because look at what the NFL did. They just you know became a little more lax on their celebration policies because the fans were pissed about it. So obviously the fans wanted it. That's why the NFL bent on this. So the fans love seeing stuff like this. It builds stories. It helps hype in the media and the next game and if they ever meet maybe in the college playoffs, now you have a story. Baker Mayfield's yeah. gonna get his knees taken out. You know what would be really funny though if he uh, if it was a turf field and he didn't realize it and it like bounced back and smashed <laughs> oh, him in the smashed. face. <laughs> the little black pellets yeah. smashing well, out. I mean, at, at the same time, do I? I do see like they do kind of have to keep <clears throat> stuff like this because like if they allow stuff like this to happen, then when does it? Then you're afraid. Oh, Legarrette Blunt comes out and punches. Yeah, right? it, it punches somebody in the Boise It escalates State game. to a point yeah. where it's uncontrollable. Or, or you have like, I mean, imagine if shit like this happened at the uh, the lumberjack game where the Minnesota plays for the Axe, you know, with with Wisconsin and somebody <laughs> somebody loses an arm. Somebody's like yeah, getting well, decapitated okay, yeah, or something. Yeah. An axe here, sure, but a flag. One of the over it, one of the thirty five different kinds of shillelaghs Notre Dame plays for gets upside yeah. somebody's head. You know, <laughs> yeah, be careful. I get it. Uh, so this week, Oklahoma plays Tulane, and Ohio State is at home against the Army. Uh, two, oh, two tough, tough ones for yeah, them. Two, yeah. two toughies there. So Tulane's getting a huge payday. <laughs> Army's probably, I don't think they'd take that, but, you know. Yeah. But anyway. JT Parrott, get better. Let's get into, uh, just talk about our college picks real quick. Cabby, you're going to, at the end of the week, before Saturday arise, uh, arrives, I think you're going to send us your five picks, five yep. games of the week, and then we will put them on our website. Me, Tommy, and Cav will pick our, our winners. And Cav, me and you both went 4-1, and one, Tommy 3-2. 3-2. So, hey, for the NCAA perspective. Still winners, no. right? If you bet with us, you still made money regardless. Still, you guys yeah. made a you bunch know? of money. I, uh, I at least got you at least even, probably a little more after the video's yeah. taken out, but... Point after show. We're gonna we're gonna win you some games. We'll run through them real quick. Yeah. Georgia Notre Dame. You guys, uh, Cavi, obviously Notre Dame. The Homer went Notre Dame. Yeah, I I had to. Yeah. Right. You, you know I had to. Yeah, here's the thing. I was sitting there rooting. You know I'm I'm a Notre Dame fan too. Obviously not as uh, big as. Cavi. I actually I had to address this because you're the reason Notre Dame lost. I am. Because <laughs> you we were standing there together and you're a Notre Dame fan and you were verbally out loud. Now inside, I get it. If you had to like think that in your head, but you said out loud, you were cheering for Georgia, and that at that point, I was like, they lost. Oh, I was I was cheering Uh-oh. for Georgia to I cover. I was cheering for Georgia to cover. And actually, if we're gonna blame it on somebody, this is game day's fault. Whenever game day picks Notre Dame in a big game, they lose. Yeah, because they they there's such hatred for Notre Dame in the world, and especially at ESPN, that if they're doing it, they're just putting the kibosh on them, and they're doing it on purpose to make them lose. So. I'd rather they picked against him every freaking time. <laughs> Corso. Yeah, Corso. Oh, not even Corso. Kirby Curve Street just hates Notre Dame so much. Well, he's an Ohio much. State guy, right? Yeah. Oh, that's why. It's a puke. Think of JT Barrett's <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. Back to our picks. No, no. I don't. I don't have him written down. Tommy does over there. Oh, so then next we had uh, the Pitt. Penn State game. I was the only one that took Penn State there. I thought they were going to get the late cover when they had it covered, but their defense. Uh, had a little letdown there. That was the slow court. stuff. It was, no, it was a good game. It was good. You know, the Penn State had a lot of opportunities to score and, and let it down, and then they let Pitt get that one late. Uh, next for the Auburn-Clemson game, you guys both had Clemson, had that one right at Auburn. It was a great game going into half, low-scoring game. game. Yeah, it was. Um, but 
Clemson was able to pull that out, minus six and a half. Stanford, USC, all three of us nailed that one with USC. They look good this year. They do. I'm yes. actually no- nervous for Notre Dame that week. Yeah. Uh, that could get ugly quick. You know, we need our defense to step up and Wimbush to come out and pretend mm-hmm. like he can be an elite quarterback. And whoever yeah. the bum was that was like, oh, Stanford wins straight up. Yeah. Uh, boom. Yeah. Commented. Our, commented yeah. on our pick. Gave us, the, gave us the boom, dropped the mic out. And then our last game that we uh, Cavi selected this week was Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Ohio State minus nine. That was, you know, we said that in our in our little video. Ohio State, that was just way too many points. Eddie with, with Ohio State minus nine there. I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, you know, I just it, thought it maybe been a, a trap game. Always go with the better quarterback. That's a, a lot of people always say. And uh, Baker Mayfield is just solid. He's going to be a stud in the next level. Cavi and I took Oklahoma. We got the win there. So and I think uh, by game time it was down to like five and a half or six. Oh, yeah, it was dwindling <laughs> quick. That's the other thing. We are picking against uh, the, the Wednesday spreads when we put these out. So yeah. So yeah. So Cavi uh, and Eddie both went four and one. I went three and two. So make sure you follow that article every single week. We're going to keep track of our uh, win losses, and then we're going to also maybe uh, by the end of the season. Have a little something on this, maybe yeah, some maybe. more sock beer or something. Who knows? Yeah. I'm never gonna do that, but um, <laughs> maybe some money or something, or, or yeah. some other or bet. Like a case of beer or something. Yeah, we a case of beer we could do. All yeah. Right. All right, all right. I'll keep the sock beer to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's all. All for you. Uh, but the NFL picks, I didn't share so hot. Um, I went five and seven. Cavi eight and four. Tommy killing it again. Nine and three. Nine and three. Yeah, it was a good week. You know, uh, I went off the wisdom from uh, a guy we we talked to golf with a lot, Joe Wilson. He played some college football. Um, he told me always go with the unders the first week because defenses are always a little bit better to start the season than offenses. You know, the offense doesn't really play in the preseason. A lot of your stars hardly ever play in the preseason. Maybe like two quarters. And defenses are always more prepared. So I went with, I know it's not a ton, but I took three unders here. And you know, for me, that's that's a that's lot. That's three more than you usually do. Uh, it was a struggle to watch, but you look <laughs> at every NFL game, I think there were only three overs this week. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a pretty bad week. It was a struggle around. for not just uh, watching the games, not just for our picks, but also for fantasy purposes. A lot yeah. of people Which left we'll get into uh, in our Fantasy Football Advantage podcast. I won't sure. be here, but I lost five of seven. I lost in five of seven leagues. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't I even break 500. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I got yeah. slaughtered. Uh, uh, well, it all depends on what happens tonight. And me versus Eddie. Yeah, yeah. We are recording this on Monday, and me and Tom. I think you have a seventeen point lead right now. Seventeen point lead with Philip Rivers and Lutz, and I have Melvin Gordon and Kyle Rudolph. It's oh, gonna be close. Hashtag Notre Dame guy. That's be, all they produce right. is tight ends these days. <laughs> And running backs, too, though. Yeah, lots of running backs. Out and there. Ryan Grant, he converted from a running back to yeah, wide receiver. He came, now he, he came out he of nowhere. Pretty decent. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see what he does if he continues that with the Redskins. But, yeah, so like I said with the NCAA picks, make sure you follow our uh, NFL picks, too. We're going to try to win you guys some money this year. You could put us up against anybody else. Like uh, the FF Advantage always says, there's no experts, just, uh, what does he say? Educated guessers. Educated guessers. So we'll do the research. You uh, lean on us, and hopefully uh, we could pay the mortgage this year. That'd be great. Is that it? Okay. Let's get into our Ezekiel Elliott update. That was a pro transition. Uh, we've been, actually, Eddie and I came early to practice that one. It's all about the timing, you know? Um, Moment of silence. So It's all about the Benjamins. Yesterday, which 
is actually today, as we're recording this, uh, the NFL filed an appeal against uh, the injunction granted against Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so the judge granted the <clears throat> temporary stay uh, against uh, Zeke's suspension, which is allowing him to play. Um, and he, he had a pretty decent game for you. you had oh, yeah, he had 140 uh, total yards, a couple catches out of the backfield, 104 yards rushing, so 36 like, receiving. And right before the game, you're like, oh... He hasn't played much. He hasn't practiced. He's going to do shit this week. Yeah. Well, that was just me talking like that because we're playing each other. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to hype up a guy. I, I try to do the reverse jinx like you did with uh, Fournette yeah. this week. That worked That's out true. for you. Uh, unfortunately, Zeke couldn't get in the end zone. But it looks like he's going to get in the end zone this season because with even with the NFL uh, taking this to the Fifth Circuit, Usually it takes them at least a couple months to hear a case and a couple months to issue a decision on the case. So to be short, sweet, to the point, it looks like Zeke's going to play this entire season and end up serving some type of suspension next year, depending on the outcome of this. We'll see what happens. Hopefully Judge Amos, that is the most Texas name ever, right? Uh, you know, he, he did a good thing for fantasy Zeke owners. Obviously... And Cowboys and, fans. And uh, here's the thing. I, I say that uh, selfishly is as Zeke owner. Uh, I'm not looking as uh, what he did off the field or what he may have done off the field. I don't know. You gotta I, assume. I, I'm not a cop. I'm not a, a judge. I don't know the facts. If he did, in fact, do these crimes, I, I'm one of the guys that say, you're a scumbag. You should be kicked out of the league. I, I have no place for that. If you did that in your job, my job, Cavi's job, we would be gone. No matter if we were the best at our job, we would be gone. But unfortunately, this is such a, a business that they don't care about that stuff. They'll try to suspend you for a few games, make you lose some checks. But end of the day, there were never any charges pressed. Supposedly, there was somebody on Goodell's team that said that... Uh, the evidence that was provided was too controversial based on uh, the information that they had and and the data that they had from this Tiffany Thompson, I believe her name is, going back and forth. He hit me, didn't hit me. Um, the story she told, the text messages. So, again, I, I'm not here to speculate much on the case. I'm just here to say if he didn't do it, he should play. If he did do it, he should be out. I mean, I can't argue against you there. Uh, I just think, and I, I, I hope that going forward, Goodell and just the NFL commission puts better, not guidelines, but, but like more uh, black and white rules in place, I should say. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that 100%. There just needs to be a set precedent. You need to, you need to just stick to something. It can't be just like make it up as you go like it is now. It's... And I think what uh, the collective bargaining agreement does is, you know, everybody's like, there were no charges brought on him. He should be good. But the burden in the NFL's collective bargaining agreement for their personal conduct policy is way lower than criminal charges for a misdemeanor or a felony. So they're just out because of the whole Ray Rice situation still. Anybody uh, hits or allegedly hits uh, a spouse... You know, they're going to try to hang him. He ruined it for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, except for his, I think they're married now. She ended up staying with him and by his side, and she wanted those paychecks to keep coming in. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I think in, the Players Association already came out and said this is going to be one big sticking point in the 2020, I believe it is, uh, negotiation for the new collective bargaining agreement. And uh, they want the NFL owners and the NFL commission to actually set up a fair process for people to get a fair hearing and potentially set them up to not have this gray area. Get yeah, black and white. Well, they're saying that that uh, said maybe a negotiation is going to be like hell. And, and th- you had yeah. what the president of the players' union came out. He said, "We're okay. We're, I don't we're care." Telling them get ready for it. Yeah, he said, "I don't care if it's the end of the NFL." Yep, it's exactly is, what he said. That's yeah. terrible to say. Too. He, that, he yeah, shouldn't. A hundred percent. He yeah. shouldn't have said that. That's mind blowing. Yeah. I don't care if it's because they said, "Well, are you afraid that by doing this, they said it won't have an immediate impact? Yeah, but you would damage it for like twenty years down the road. Yeah. Like you would basically destroy." He said, "I don't care if it's gone in twenty years. Yeah. I don't care about the long term health of the so NFL." So that's just that's mind blowing. That's him to just me. being selfish, right? Because yeah. he'll be retired by then, so he doesn't yeah. care. But uh, I'm a union guy. Obviously, you guys know that. And uh, I'm an employee guy, but at the same time, I'm a let's meet in the middle, what's fair guy. Um, I think that one of the biggest sticking points is this is the uh, biggest sports business there is in the world. Uh, Well, in the United States. I guess soccer still beats it worldwide. But basketball, baseball, and stuff like that in the United States, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. And they see all these baseball players uh, getting these guaranteed contracts for like $250 million dollars. And it's a non-contact sport, etc. You know, I think the NFL players need to realize they decided to get into this contact sport, not baseball. But I think at the same time, owners and uh, the league need to realize that these this is your product. You need to protect your product and take care of your product and pay your product. You know, make sure your product is working for you. I think that's going to be the biggest sticking point is guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And, I mean... The- not to get on a tangent about comparing sports here, but I mean the um, life—I don't want to say life expectancy, but like the, the play, shelf life, yeah. the shelf life of a, an NFL player it's is like three, four, seven years or something below uh, NFL or uh, MLB and NBA mm-hmm. players. So, um, I mean, like, especially running backs and you know, quarterbacks yeah, three maybe years. A bit quarterbacks but, is long, yeah. Know. But, but even some you know defensive players and uh, O line. I mean, they, there, yeah, are, the, there are there are the few yeah. that that are there for like five, six, seven years. But then there's a few that are there for three years. And mm-hmm. you know, well, and the biggest thing with that is you have such a big pool coming up from college every year, and you don't have those feeder <laughs> programs like single A, double A, triple A that these guys could get drafted into feeding them. They have practice squads and then their team. Well, and there's always going to be a younger, quicker, bigger guy coming yeah. up in the next class. So um, yeah, they don't. They don't have the life expectancy as other sports do. So. No, I agree. Both, yeah, on and off the field, actually, with the CTE studies now and stuff. But, hey, I hope they get paid. They're the ones out there. Um, they're the product. The yeah. owners are sitting up in the press box. Sure, they had to put their money up, but they got that back, 10, 20-fold. And it's time to pay the players. Let them make the bulk. I think last contract they went to, like, a 60-40 split for the players or finally made some big movement mm-hmm. but at the end of the day owners really aren't putting up any risk really anymore because no. you have all these cities or exactly. wherever the stadiums are the taxpayers are paying for that mm-hmm. and the 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 players are the ones putting the the asses in the seats selling the jerseys you know so what do the owners actually bring to the table nowadays i me personally i hope they go on strike and I hope they win a ton of money. I, I hope they actually get those big contracts. Go to ESOP. I'll do, yeah. Yeah. 
I would. Oh, that would be awesome, right? That'd be wild. Imagine that'd, the contracts then. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> but at the same time, would, they, would it be crazy contracts because they're going to be looking out for yeah, building all. and moving it forward in the future? You know, yeah, when they're not true. playing anymore. Yeah. So you put your. That's when they start putting an owner cap on. And who was it? Was it John Elway that was offered shares of the company? Yeah. I believe so. And turned yeah. it down for the money contract, and now he's like kicking himself in the ball. Even though, but he's now like, he's got ownership, though. Yeah. Now, but well, he owns like a bunch of steakhouses out in Denver and all sorts of stuff. The Sunshine State. And he has he had all those what those records, are all the um, the songs, Rocky Mountain. <laughs> those John Denver. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so all right, let's get into our last segment. I think we beat up Zeke as much as we could. No pun intended. Yeah, I was gonna say let's oh, stick rough. away from there. Okay, um, so. <laughs> Cavi, you uh, you wanted to talk about this, I guess. Uh, NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. So, um, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the veterans didn't really do well. Yeah. Is it a, a passing of the torch coming around in the NFL? You know, I mean, we all know. To- you know, we all think Brady could play for everybody. Sure, didn't look like it this week. Eh. And uh, I mean, Eli didn't look too great last night. Eli, yeah. I'm... Eli looked like poop last night, worse yeah. than usual. Yeah, um, did B. Marsh even get a target? He, yeah, caught, he, he got four targets. Oh, did he, he got one catch passed. at the end of the game. Oh, did he? The second to last play, okay. he got a catch for, what, 10 yards. It was unbelievable. Here's the thing. I think B. Marsh will be good when Odell comes back because the Sterling, you know, B. Marsh had to move to the one spot. So yeah. the Sterling Shepherds and the other guys there, you know, were taking those two, three rolls, Evan Ingram. Um I think when Odell comes back, B. Marsh is going to get Lewis a lot of looks. And that Lewis Jr., yeah. I don't know where he came from. but no. They were talking it, about it him just, like he was like the next coming last night. <laughs> that was so weird. They were just looking for something to talk yeah, about with that true. Giants offense. Yeah. It, was, it was just unbelievably yeah. I mean, bad. Cam's arm, eh. is it there? You know, maybe he's just a little rusty, but still, he didn't look too good. Um, who else he do we have that looked? He still had two looked? TDs, 171 yards on 14 completions out of 25 attempts. It's yeah, crazy. it just the, the arm though just didn't seem to be like the 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 slinger didn't seem to be there like it used to be. I mean, they they played good and they dominated. The biggest but still. thing that worries me about Cam is are his legs, right? Like he used to scramble. He used to get you what four or five hundred rushing yards a year at least. I think yeah. he's just, and I know they kind of moved away from that to protect the safety because they you know that whole thing with him not getting calls like the other quarterbacks would because he was a running quarterback. But he looks a little slower, doesn't offer that dual threat like he did when he came into the league. I don't know if he'll ever be elite. I think he'll be your, you know, QB. Like tier like, two yeah, instead of tier yeah, one? Yeah, I think he'll be around like a, a top 15 quarterback every year. But he's never going to be like he was back when he rushed for like 500 yards and X amount of touchdowns. And I think he's going to be... Like I, I still think around the goal line, I think he'll have maybe three to four, three to four touchdowns yeah. this year. He's not gonna be breaking yeah. thirty, forty yard runs anymore. No, though, I, don't I, think. Don't, I don't see that. Plus, he looks a little few, bit bigger think. too. I don't know. Yeah. He's gotten that paycheck, so he's, yeah. he's eating those steaks now. But like you know, Cav, one of your guys is Big Ben. Ben. He 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 did okay. He was twenty four for thirty six for two hundred sixty three yards and two touchdowns at an INT, but. The Cleveland Browns invested a ton of money in their defense the last couple of years. Yeah. And you could tell that by they had a shit ton of money still to spend, and they went and dropped Joe Hayden. You know, obviously yeah. he's not what he used to be, but they still had the money to throw away. And they had enough confidence in their defensive backs, their defense to actually do that. And they they came out looking good. Yeah. You know, they, they Miles stuffed, Garrett was out even. Yeah, you know? and they stuffed Le'Veon Bell to some dog crap. A lot of people say because he didn't play in the preseason. But they're, you know... He, 
here's the thing. Uh, again, nobody really plays in the preseason. Yeah, uh, he he held out. I get it. But he was working out. It's not like he was sitting on the no. couch eating bonbons. He still has a twenty pack. Rapping, he did some good rap battles in the off season. If it doesn't work out, to he, and Eminem, he and Eminem, he and should maybe work together. Scratch, yeah. <laughs> but uh, another guy he had, Alex Smith. No, he has a good Alex yeah, Smith. He had a solid game. But a lot of people, if you look, uh, the fantasy experts that they call themselves online, we're the only ones that don't do that here because we understand there are no such thing as experts. Uh, are high on this guy and saying, go get him, he's a top-ten quarterback. But this guy did the same thing last year in the opening game. He threw for 363 yards, uh, uh, multiple touchdowns versus uh, the Chargers last year. But then you look after that game, he averaged 224 yards per game the rest of the season. So I'm expecting the same thing out of him. Uh, but his last two games of the regular season last year, he did average over like around 25 fantasy points each each of those two games. So, I mean, I don't know if he's just carrying this over. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're in a, a a league worth anything, Alex Smith should be on somebody's bench as a backup anyway. It's not yeah. like he should I mean, be I available. Had, right I started now. my two quarterback league because Luck was out, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably gonna be my starter for the next like indefinitely. Six, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I'm Luck, I'm never coming back. So probably no, not I would soon. sit out. You got yeah. your hundred million dollars. Go sit out this entire season and yeah. let them. If they make the playoffs, maybe come back then. Oh, <laughs> sorry guys, my I got a crick in my neck this week. You know, <laughs> I got a, a bad Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Which said that one for the ratings. But uh, <laughs> the other one that I liked was Carson Wentz here with the Eagles, and they came out against the Redskins. He, he looked pretty sharp this week. He had that one scramble, I think it was, what, in the third quarter where he threw a touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. He looked like he should have been tackled three, four times in the backfield, scrambled through, and was somehow able to sling that up. Um, I, I, I think the Eagles are going to be tough in that division this year. Eagles are going to be real good. Yeah, I mean... We, we were talking about him last week, I think. Ertz, he was just the target machine. Too. Ertz, I love Ertz him. So good. Drafted him in multiple leagues. I told a lot of people to take him. Um, I, I think he's gonna do great until Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey get on the same page. And Torrey Smith, you got to figure. Ertz and Wentz already have a relationship coming from last year. They feel comfortable. They they they, they got some timing down. Where Alshon Jeffrey and the Torrey Smith are still working the kinks out. Because even Aguilar had a great game. But you know what? Yeah. After this one or a couple more, I don't think that's going to happen He's not going to be much. fantasy dependent. No. He, he's, don't even think Put about him on the block now. Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, let's not leave out. Uh-oh. Here it is. Hashtag. Notre Dame guy. Deshaun Kaiser, a.k.a. Peyton Manning with legs. Oh, there he is. He was just out there. Uh-oh. Out there doing his thing this week. I mean, listen. Clearly, he's not, you know, an elite quarterback in the league now or whatever. But... The guy's never played a down, no. never played a down of NFL football bef- before, and out there like an old pro, confident. That's what and, you know. They say he's cocky, but you know what they say. Who was, one of the rappers says, you know, it's not, it's not bragging if you can back it up. You know, That's so true. he was out there doing his thing and slinging the ball around there he's like a laser out there. He could run, he could move. Gave the the Steelers all they could handle. Yeah. You know. Ah, uh, he looked good. The one person with Kaiser there at, at quarterback, that Corey Coleman. No. Well, I, I think the receivers definitely get an uptick. If he stays healthy, you know, they haven't had a quarterback there, right? Kenny Britt should do all right. But the one guy that actually uh, scares me a little bit here is uh, Kaiser might steal some touchdowns from Crowell. You saw him punch one in from the 2-3 yard line yeah. there. I think he could do that throughout this entire season. And we'll see what happens. Kaiser <laughs> could be all right. But, you know, that Baltimore Ravens defense – they look studly this weekend. They did. And he's going to have to play them and the Steelers again. 
The Bengals defense well, looks all right. Steelers defense looked good t- this week too. A lot of yeah, the AFC North defense. Everybody. I was going to say the AFC North good. looks pretty good this week. Besides the Bengals. Well, the Bengals defense. You know, they look good, but there's another one. Um. The red, the, the red rocket is the red rider BB INTs, gun again. I guess yeah. the yeah, I guess their yeah, offense four lost their INTs. Yeah. It's funny there was uh, I was watching some TV and a earlier. Fumble, I think. Uh, yeah, and they they said uh, uh, I there was you know some on the NFL Network I think it was they'll show some uh, some tweets from people in the audience. And the one guy was like, oh, I asked you guys who I should start this week, Andy Dalton or Andrew Luck, and you told me Andrew Luck. Huh, you guys are way off. If you started Andrew Luck, he would have benefited you better than Andy Dalton, who ended up with negative fantasy points. So <laughs> yeah. that, I, I got a little chuckle out of that on the coach. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, they, uh, that it, <laughs> Dalton looked like poop. Yeah. And, I mean, it's set. It, because, I mean, A.J. Green, he, he didn't have a horrible week. <laughs> I have him by one league. I think he was like 5 for 77 or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, besides him, that even their rushing didn't really do so hot, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think. Yeah, it was that was an ugly game. Plus, I'm waiting for Joe Mixon to get more involved. To get a ball? Yeah. To get a carry? <laughs> to get an he, option? he had a bunch of carries this week. Three. No. I think he had like 9 for 10 yards or something crazy yeah, like three that. Yeah, po- three fantasy points. Yeah, he was... He didn't look good. I think actually, I think that's their problem is they're trying to force it to Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon had eight carries for nine yards and uh, three catches for fifteen yards. You and he at, led the team in rushing, probably. No, Giovanni. I'm just kidding. No, between Jeremy Hill, Hill did good. He Hill and Bernard, care. they averaged between the two of them five yards per carry. I really think that the Bengals are trying, just like they did with Bernard when he first came into the league, trying to get this guy involved way too much. You have some proven guys there. You have a bruiser in Jeremy Hill. You have Gio Bernard that could catch out of the backfield. Stick with what's working. You know, maybe treat Joe Mixon like a quarterback. You know? Uh, work him into the league. Let him, let him get a couple of touches here and there, but work him through the progress, I guess. I don't know. I, it's just, don't force him because he didn't look Put him in the slot week. every now and then. Run his yeah. legs off him. So I drafted him. But um, I hey, I think that's all we have this week. Be sure to check out our fantasy football advantage show uh, for all your fantasy football advice and needs and tidbits and any kind of information. And be sure to check out our website at www.thepointaftershow.com for daily blogs, um, picks, weekly, anything you can imagine sports related, and also. Um, Make sure you tweet us any questions that you have at Point After Show on Twitter or our personal Twitter handles at Eddie underscore the PAS. Tommy. I'm at TLIP underscore the PAS. Cavi. I'm at Producer Cavi. And also at the FF Advantage if you want to reach Polly Bag of Walnuts for any questions. Um, so that's all we have for you guys. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already, and also subscribe to our Fantasy Football Advantage show on iTunes. And, uh, again, we just apologize to all the dick listeners we got yeah, last and, week. Uh, yeah, Wiener. Bunch wiener. Of dick, we're a bunch wiener. of dickless assholes. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to get us uh, 130 yeah. uh, listens, Let us know. I'll, we'll, I'll talk about Wiener all day, every day. Yeah, we'll get back on it. But, uh, all right, guys, th- hey, and if – wait. You say, made it this far. Thanks. thanks.